0: This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next
1: opponents. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red Channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo, with myself, Patrick Smith, as we preview Liverpool's trip to the Etihad to take on Manchester City in what is pretty much a Premier League title decider. Liverpool have cut down a 14-point gap to catch up with leaders Man City and the Reds need a result away from home as they currently are one point behind their rivals. But what can we expect from City on Sunday? How will they shape up and will there be any Guardiola curveballs? Well, to answer these questions, I'm delighted to be joined by David Mooney from the Blue Moon podcast to discuss the nature of the task for Liverpool. So, David, what can our listening and watching Liverpool fans expect on Sunday?
0: I, I, I mean, I feel bad because you expect me to deliver some insight now. And uh, the, I mean, the chances of what I say happening are, are quite slim. I have got absolutely no idea. Um, I can tell you, I can tell you, i can give you an idea of, of what city I like this season. Yeah. Um, they are pretty much as you would expect from previous seasons they don't have the same attacking edge as they as they had in uh especially 17 18 and 18 19 those two those two seasons um even i, I even feel like they've dropped a little bit in 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 the attacking edge from last season when they when they won the title um the question all season uh, has been have city missed out by not having a striker and so far, I mean, first, whether or not um, you think they should have gone out of the, uh, and got a striker at the, in the summer or in January or whatever, it's immaterial. They haven't got one. Um, and so far, they've had um, what what has been a, a pretty good solution to a problem that, if we're honest, probably should not should never have existed. Um, but the truth is, here and there, they run into games where they have all the ball, they, they knock on the door and they knock on the door and they knock on the door, uh, but it never opens. And... That, uh, that there's, I think the difference between City and Liverpool this season is Liverpool have that in the in, in the camp this year. They've got, uh, I mean, the, the the signing of Diaz has been uh, has been a he's been a great capture. Uh, Jota's in form. Um, I think I, it feels like from the outside looking in, Firmino's dropped in form a little bit, but he's still he's still there and he's still dangerous. Um, but aside from the obvious threats of Salah and Mane and everybody else on the pitch, you've got those players who, in games where you are knocking and knocking and knocking at the door. They're the ones that tend to find the net, and they're the ones that 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 get the breakthrough. City have had a couple of times this season. I mean, it's 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 rare. It's, don't get me wrong. It's not like like I'm sitting here and, and saying, oh, you know, oh, woe is me. When is City never? When is City next going to score a goal? But like, there are times like Crystal Palace away, and um, and you know, it, 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 there's there's been times where they've. They've got into these games, they've passed it and passed it and passed it, and they've got it in good positions, but they have just missed and missed and missed. And it's been um, players who, you know, who have that in their locker to miss. And what I mean by that is the sort of player that is an attacking midfielder rather than a striker. And that's what you get when you don't have somebody lethal in the box to uh, to, to, to be there and put the, put the chances away. So... How all that matters for this game, I don't. I genuinely don't think that's a problem for for City against Liverpool, uh, because I think the way the two teams play, it, it kind of. I, I don't. Th- I think there's going to be chances for both teams. I don't think it's going to be a case of of City dominate the ball and have to knock and knock and knock. Because Liverpool ain't going to come to the Etihad and sit back and go. We're we're going to do. We're going to do an Atletico Madrid and part the bus. That's like like that would be a complete kind of uh, one eighty on everything that Liverpool have done all season. So it'll be a fairly open game and it will be that there'll be spaces for both teams to work in, whether that means it goes Liverpool's way, whether that means it goes City's way. It, it really is on a, on the toss of a coin. It's it's real knife edge stuff. Um, but where it becomes important is that if, if City, if it finishes a draw and I think at this stage, both teams will be quite happy with the draw. Cause I think, I think City will go, okay, we're still top and Liverpool will go. We sense that they might drop points later in the season. Um, that's where I am as well. I think City might drop points later in the season. It might be they go to West Ham or they go to Wolves. And it's another one of those games where they knock and knock and knock and they can't get through that door. Um So, long story short, I think that means City. uh, I I think that makes this a must-win game for City. Even though you have this situation where, even if they don't, even if they draw it, they're still top of the league and still have the advantage. It feels like they. This is the last chance that they have to directly affect what Liverpool can do this season. And with that, that problem that City have trying to trying to knock down a door sometimes, um, having a four-point buffer between now and the end of the season is huge because what it means is. They have the ability to do that in one game and still be top. Uh, if they draw the game, they they don't have that ability anymore, um, and that's why I think it. That's why I think it's 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 a real, real fine, precariously balanced situation right now.
1: Yeah, it really, really is. But you mentioned there how City love to dominate the ball, and they're probably not going to get the chance to do that against Liverpool. Do you think it suits City better in a game against? I know they are probably one of the best of all time at doing this, parking the bus and sitting behind. But do you think City are more suited to? Maybe not having possession, having chances to break against Liverpool with players like Sterling and Grealish getting in behind, or no, do you rather know
0: dominate the ball? Uh, I'd rather they dominate the ball uh, because if I'm being brutally honest, City cannot counter attack to to save their lives. Um, there's there's this image of of City. Guardiola's City has gone through evolutions in its in, in its six years um the 17-18 side was very very good at counter-attacking it had sterling wide right it had sane wide left it had aguero through the middle um sterling's only one of those left and it it feels sometimes like City go. Well, the one thing City don't want is a basketball game. They don't want to, they don't want a you attack, we attack situation. I think Liverpool, especially in this game, because I think Liverpool thrive in those conditions. I think Liverpool are very good at going, okay, we, you've got the ball and we're running back to our own goal, but we'll recover it. And now it's our turn to go and do that. Um, and I think City are good at the recovery, bit. I don't think they're very good at the um, at the breaking away and trying to score bit. And so you, you, you see this crazy situation. There's been times this season, I'm almost certain that Guardiola has told them, don't try and counter-attack, try and control the game. Uh, because there's been times this season where they've picked the ball up. Um, and they've they've got a, they've got an opportunity for one pass, and it will it will put them through in like a, a three on one situation. And they've kind of turned around and knocked it back to Edison, and gone, no, we are going to build this up, and we're going to we're going to keep possession and make sure that we have control of this. Um, so no, I don't think I don't think the counter attacking um, can, can we expect that thing? on
1: Sunday? Maybe if there is, a chance uh, you would keep the ball rather than. I think go for I think
0: it. yeah, I think they keep the ball rather than rather than go for the counter. I, I think they're 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 in a much as much as I say they miss chances, they're they're much more likely to. Create a good goal goal scoring chance by keeping the ball than they are by trying to counter. Um, the number of times they've countered and they they just make the the infuriatingly wrong decision uh, to the point where even Liverpool fans will look at it and go, "Why on earth are you doing that?" Even I'm annoyed that you've done that. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I I don't think I, I I can see it being a very much a case of City trying to control uh, the game. And I I don't I mean I don't know if Liverpool will let them and 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 let them kind of have the ball in non-dangerous areas in an attempt to try and get, kind of get counterattacks of their own. I don't know. Um, but then again, I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool like the ball as well. So it's like, it's it's going to be a real, it's it's going to be a real, real kind of finely balanced uh, display. And I know what City are going to want to do, whether or not they can do it. I don't know. I mean, you've mentioned how they're lacking this striker. I know
1: since Aguero is gone, you mentioned him as well. You are clearly lacking those goals. Who stepped up in his place and is,
0: you know, providing these goals and assists that you so dearly need? Uh, It's Mares. Mares is the goal scorer right now. Um, Is he the main threat for Sunday? uh, Well, he might not even play. That's that's the he might not (laughs) even pick him like that. How how can you have a player who you would go, yeah, he's the one that's been scoring goals this season, and then you find out he starts on the bench? It's just like like so. I I don't know. He's he, he is a threat. Um, his his delivery into the box is fantastic. Um, and. Even though, he, like he's got one move, and we all know it, it's that he, he gets the ball on the on the right hand side, and he cuts inside onto his left, and 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 has a pop. And yet, he's still done that so much this season, uh, very occasionally. And I've noticed that it, somebody must have had a word with him and said, "Listen, you can't do that every single time," uh, because this season, every now and then, he has gone round the outside on his right foot, and we've all gone, "Oh, good, look at that, he's gone on his right foot." Um, but now he's 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 been the one that's that's been picking it up and, and belting it in. Bernardo's been in and out of form all season. He's he had a fantastic start to the season, um, dipped a little bit, and then kind of picks it back over Christmas. And he's he kind of in another position now where he's he's playing well, but he's not necessarily first name on the team sheet sort of territory. Uh, De Bruyne feels like he's he's just entering some form, and Phil Foden came off the bench. Um, I thought it was I actually thought it was a very intelligent little little tweak that Guardiola did on uh, on Tuesday night with with Foden um because at the moment the, the way he's played for for City since well pretty much since he's a, since he's come through has been he needs to be on the pitch because he's great um, and Guardiola dropped him for to the bench for the Atletico Madrid game and went no no no. If we play from the start, what's going to happen is you're going to get tired trying to find the way through. So what we'll do is we'll tire them out and then we'll bring you on. And like he, he never he never ever ever makes uh, bold changes. And he made a triple substitution. So it was clearly a game plan to to kind of leave those attacking players till late till Atletico were a bit tired. Um, So I think Foden is Foden is dangerous, um, De Bruyne is dangerous, and Mares is dangerous. Whether I think at least two of the three will play. um, Whether the the doubt is whether it's Foden or Mares is the one that joins De Bruyne. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel.
1: I mean, we're also accustomed to the Guardiola rotation. You know, you you don't know who's going to start. You've got no idea. But now for Liverpool, we're in the strange situation we've never had before of actually. I'm not sure who's going to be the front three on Sunday. Now, from a City perspective, who would you least want to face? I mean, Salah's pretty much guaranteed to start, but they're the
0: two positions. Who would you not want to face? Any of them, they all score against City. I mean, the 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 deaf thing is, I mean, the, the advantage for City is it's at the Etihad. Um, if it was at Anfield, then there's kind of no hope going into it because, like, every time City go to Anfield, it's not even like City play particularly badly. It's just that Liverpool decide to have a goal of the season content contention in uh, in there. So, um I mean, Salah's obviously good. Uh, the one I am really fearing at the moment is is Jota. Um, he he seems to be from the outside looking in it feels like he's the one in form right now um he has got this annoying little knack of of scoring when it feels like liverpool are on the back foot um and then that kind of swings the momentum in the game into liverpool's favour and i think like i, I never like the i never like the, the 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 phrase that the first goal is is crucial in these sorts of games because like Unless it's six 0 any goal is kind of crucial. It, like it doesn't really like you know what I mean. It, it just feels yeah. like like pathetic. I, I I am making an important point, but not really saying anything. Um, but I think I think if City are on top and Liverpool score first, um, I think that's a real test of uh, of then where City are at. Um, I think if Liverpool are on top and City score first. Um, I feel like Jota's in form at the minute is is, is still it's still okay for them to go. Okay, well we don't really need to change too much right now. There's no need to panic just yet. Uh, whereas City's problems knocking down that door, as I said earlier, if 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 if, uh, if they're on top and, and and Liverpool score, you then start to get the whole feeling of always this happening again sort of thing um so it's like i I keep saying it's finely balanced it is on a knife edge and there's there's so many factors that come to it i mean we've not even talked about the champions league factor where um like like even like pull right out and look at the bigger picture of like the, the game itself is finely balanced um but the premier league title thing is is finely balanced with the with the thing i said about having city potential having uh, for drop points later in the season, that I don't think Liverpool have. Even the Champions League is is, is like that because Liverpool have got the have got the um, two goal advantage against Benfica. You've got the, the 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 next game is at home rather than away. Um, but City of City, uh, City have got to go away and and they do have the advantage, but it's very finely balanced because they've got to go to Madrid and so it's like all of these factors kind of pour into this one ninety minutes. And I mean. Win, lose, or draw for either team. It like it is fascinating to see how how both Klopp and Guardiola will deal with it all. Um, because the because I mean let's be honest, there's we could do it all again the following weekend for, for the FA Cup. And it, I, I almost I, I almost wonder if if by that stage both managers just go, right, we are knackered. Let's just <laughs> let us just like get the game out there. I don't care if it's a bad game. Just win let's it. However, I, the B- yeah. Teams. <laughs> yeah, let's just win it however you got to win it. I don't really care. We, <laughs> let, let's just, me, mentally, I just need to lie down. So let's just let yeah, let's just get it out of the way. And then I mean it doesn't get any easy after that because um the Champions League draw has kept us, kept us both apart so if we both carry carrying all the way through we have to do it all again then in the final if we both get there so it's 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 a fascinating season um, I'm not going to pretend I'm enjoying it but it's, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating
1: It could be brilliant or terrible, couldn't it? I mean, do you think Guardiola will be a bit disappointed not to have put the Champions League tied to bed because obviously you've got to travel to Madrid which is a very tough place to go with a very slender lead Will he have an eye on that on Sunday or do you have enough strength in depth to just go all guns blazing for both games?
0: uh i think um i think the old version of Guardiola will have been a bit annoyed because city had a few more chances than um than they scored uh, i mean they didn't have a, a, a whole plethora of chances but that was partly because madrid played two banks of five and it was it was really hard to to kind of break them down um but there was a couple of moments where they could have got a pass off better or a slightly better shot and they might have had a chance of making it 2-0 um i, I think I don't think he's that upset with it, to be honest with you. He said in his post-match after the game that that he felt like the away leg would be a bit more open, um, a bit more um, like the final kind of 15-20 minutes of, of the Etihad game and if that's the way I think I think City will be quite happy with that because there's a bit more space there there's a bit more for them for, for them to work with and even if Madrid decide to, to to play two banks of five and kill the game again um, City are in the lead, they don't really need to, to go out there and exert themselves um, so I don't think it plays a huge part on uh, Sunday's game and Guardiola uh, Guardiola's kind of become a lot more f- philosophical uh, in the last kind of 18 months or so um he's he's kind of talked a lot about whatever happens happens um he'll they'll give it their best and they'll give it the best against Liverpool they'll give it the best against Atletico if it turns out that in both games it's not enough then so be it that's that's kind of how it is and I think he I think he kind of accepts that it that we all start again with zero in August and we we get to have another go next season um and he's he seems in a really good mood. He after the Burnley win at, at weekend in his press conference, he was he was cracking jokes like I've never heard him crack before, <laughs> like 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 really really suspiciously relaxed sort of thing. Um, and then after the after the Atletico game, he was the same. He's quite laid back. So I, I think he's I think he I think he looks at the whole thing and goes, we are in the conversation. We're good enough to win these games, but Liverpool are good enough to win these games as well. So we might win, we might not. I can't really control too much about that now, so let's just let's just see what happens. I mean,
1: all the talk in Liverpool is about a quadruple. Would City, you know, City is still up for the treble as well. Would not running a treble be a failure for Pep, or is he just, as you said, really chilled ahead of next season? He's,
0: yeah, he's he's chilled these days. I think I, I think he doesn't like. I, I think the old version of him. I, I mean, every now and then you get a peek into into his mind when he when he talks about the Champions League. It's, it's the Champions League more than anything else, I think, um, because he he always says whenever he gets asked does he does he need to win it or or anything like that you know, you know the, the sorts of questions where we sit in press conferences and we go oh I, I need to i need to make him say something about the the champions league so like <laughs> on, the, 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 the best we can do is go do you Pat, do you really need to do you, do you need to win it or whatever um, and like, uh, 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 and his answers always says, he always says, no, as long as we're playing well, and as long as we're playing good football, then I'm happy. But every now and then he chucks in a, I know I didn't win it at Bayern Munich and I know I'm Fraudiola and all that sort of stuff. So he's like, he's, he's obviously aware that that sort of stuff exists. Um, but I don't think he lets it bother him as much as he used to. I think he used, I think it used to get to him. Um, and I don't think it gets to him anymore. And I think he's, I think he's a lot more sort of, again, whatever happens, happens, um, so I don't think he'll look at, at not winning a treble as a failure. I think he, I think, I think he would see it as a failure if City abandoned their kind of their style and their their, their kind of mental mentality and their kind of fortitude, and they if they played this Liverpool game, spamming crosses into the box, which is not what they do, um, and lost the game, he'd come out afterwards and say, "Well, I don't know why the hell we did that because that like that that's that's not us." Um, I think if he, I think if they play the way he wants them to play and they lose, I think he, I think he's quite happy with that. And he understands that, you know, on most other days they'll play that way and they'll win. So, um, I think he's, I think he can see the, 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 the kind of bigger picture. I think if, if they won all three trophies, uh, that they're still in and they did it in a manner of which, um, Atletico Madrid played at the Etihad, I think he would be furious with that, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I think he would see that as such an insult to how football could be played. Um, so I, I don't think it's as simple as winning trophies equals success. I think it's I, I think for 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 a lot of us fans it's, it, it it is, but for for a lot of uh, for a lot of uh, managers and pep's one of them, I think he sees it as as we need to play it the right way yeah he's always so happy so happy isn't he <laughs> well uh, yeah i don't know it, um it, it's there's a, there's sometimes when he says like you, you, i think i think a lot of people outside of city don't get him um because he like he's he, he's very he he says so so happy when he doesn't mean that, but he also says it when he does mean it. And I think you have to you have to you have to kind of see from his his body language and his and, and how he's saying it when he is actually so so happy or when actually he's he's really, really annoyed by something, but he doesn't want to say it publicly. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back around to Sunday's game though. Are there any notable injuries
1: within the city squad going into the game?
0: Uh oh, that's a good question. Uh, not off the top of my head. Um we'll find out more on Friday. Guardiola's not one to um not one to usually to to say people are injured when they're not. Um, I, I think Diaz won't be ready, um, but even if he was, I don't think he'd start. I think it would probably be Stones and, and Laporte anyway. Um, and beyond that, I can't think of anyone who's been missing lately. Um, there was only Torres, and he, he left in January, so I, I can't think of anybody that that's likely to be out. Um, Diaz Diaz might. I, I think Diaz made the bench um, against Burnley or, or Athletic. I can't remember one of the two, um, and I think he's probably going to be on the bench again.
1: Well, if you thought that one was tough, my next question is going to be even tougher for you because I'm behind any lines. I do ask for the opposition's predicted starting eleven. Oh <laughs> so if God! I you, if I had to ask you for a lineup prediction, what do you think City will line up as on Sunday?
0: I think the back four picks itself because I think it's Edison in goal. Um, the fact that Walker didn't play against Madrid uh, because uh, he was the third of his three-game suspension, uh, I think that automatically puts him back in there. And City, are, City are better defensively with Walker anyway um and then i think it stones on the port in the middle and um cancello uh at left back rodri like, i'm about as certain as i can be with this starting lineup after that it's it's it gets a bit kind of here and there um so i think after that you're probably looking let, let's start with the front players i think you're looking at foden um either wide left or false nine um i think you're looking at sterling either wide left or false nine um, and then Mares on the uh, on the right hand side. Um, you have to play De Bruyne with how how well he's been he's been playing lately. And then I think it's a pick between Gundogan or Bernardo um, for that final spot. And I think my gut my gut instinct is saying Bernardo because of the energy that he offers. Uh, but he might pick Gundogan because of the control that he offers. Um, and if I'm anywhere near that uh, with that with that starting <laughs> lineup, then I am um, I, I should put some money on the lottery this weekend.
1: Yeah, get some bets on that Aintree this week. Yeah, well, I think we're all
0: set for a Premier League
1: classic, aren't we? It's the biggest match in my memory for between two title rivals since probably 2014, when unfortunately we fell short. So hopefully it's different for dra- uh,
0: dra- nil nil <laughs> this time. That's what
1: it'll be. <laughs> but, oh, I'm gonna have to ask you for a score prediction. It's my last question. Um,
0: yeah, I've gone on everything that I've done so far. I've said one all um, because I think as much as uh, as as much as as. That doesn't, it doesn't put anything to bed. And I think both sides will be quite happy with nothing being put to bed. Uh, Liverpool, a Liverpool win doesn't put it to bed as much as a City win would. Uh, but I think Liverpool are much more capable than City of winning every game after it toward, to the end of the season than City are because of that striker issue. Um, And so I think, you know, uh meet in the middle, call it a draw. We theres spot on an artist because a City win
1: does put it to bed for me. My head being professional does say, I think it'll be a one-all draw. But my heart says, I think we'll sneak a two-one win a late winner, I think maybe Jota or someone, but we are going to wait and see, of course. David Mooney, thank you so much for joining me. We'll, of course, wait and see what happens, and we've got loads of pre-match content to delve into, as well as all the post-match reaction, so be sure to keep us up to date in the usual places of the Liverpool Echo, Liverpool.com, and, of course, the Blood Red channel. But for now, though, thank you very much for watching listening. We'll be back post-match after the game against City. Thanks to David Mooney from the Blue Moon Podcast for joining me, but for myself, Patrick Smith, it's bye for now.
0: You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.